When I dream about the Southland, this is where it all begins. From Carolina down to Georgia, smell the jasmine and magnolia. Sleep the sweet home, Alabama, roll tide or roll. Muddy water, Mississippi, blessed Graceland whispers to me. All right, buddy. This is episode one. This is the inaugural episode of Whiskey Bent Radio. Uh, In short, we are a podcast that's dedicated to the art of country music. We're going to try our best to bring you the best interviews that we can, and we're going to be featuring a segment called the New Music Minute, where we'll play a one-minute clip of a new country artist, an up-and-coming country artist, uh, to try to get them exposure. Because, you know, I always try to, uh, I always like trying to advertise and stuff for, you know, local and new country artists. And, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's what we got going so far, Reed. How you been, man? Oh, man, you know, hanging in there like a hair in a biscuit, man. Just trying to get some work. I heard out. that. Enjoy a little time. I off. heard that. But how does, uh, so with everything, okay, you know that the, tone of country music over the past few years has shifted as far as what's coming out of Nashville. Uh, how do you feel about the current state of country music as it sits right now with a lot of the artists that are coming out and more artists that say are not necessarily big, but they're advertising on TikTok and other social media is trying to gain their following, you know, the, the current state, how, how would you, how, what did you have to say about that? I mean, honestly, man, I I personally don't think it's as bad as a lot of people make it out to be. I mean, I know you, you flip on any radio dial, you're going to have your Dan and Shay blaring out the speakers. But, I mean, if you really look into it and a lot of these small-time guys that are coming up, I mean, I think it's in pretty good shape and it's going to be in good hands. As long as these guys, you know, just stick to their roots and what they're really about, you know, don't let the money get to them kind of thing. I mean, I, I think I think we're gonna have some jam up guys. I mean, shoot, you you seen what Tyler Childers has done in you know a few oh, short yeah. years. I mean, he hasn't really changed any tone. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, we got my boy, got my boy Sturger out there, Sturgill Simpson. He's out there grinding day in day out, showing that he can do anything. Oh, he is. A, I mean, this dude. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just saying this dude took like uh, an album. He made a rock album that was. In my mind, I thought it was pretty good, but then he took songs from that and some of his other experimental work and turned them into freaking blue. Yeah, on the I mean, uh, this dude just continues on the two part, uh, yeah, uh, cutting grass albums, I think is what it's called, right? Yeah, yeah, the uh, the dick daddy long, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. That uh, that yeah, bluegrass yeah. version of uh, I don't mind that he did is probably my favorite on the entire thing, dude. That. I don't. I don't think that he kiss. Dude, one, one of the one of the hardest songs he's got that I wish he would record. And you can look it up on YouTube. He did a cover of Medicine Springs like back in like 2013 Ooh. or 14 or something like that. Yeah. It's live, dude. It's one of the most raw, like beautiful, just powerful songs. I mean, that dude. That dude can. Oh rock, yeah, man. he's he's got it, and he can't. Like you said, man, he. 
from the album Meta Modern Sounds and Country Music, which was a very heavily experimental kind of album, and then up until the uh, oh, what's the name of the album? I just draw on a blank. That rock album that he put. Dude, if you hadn't said anything, I could have totally spit it out. But now you got me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone. But um, oh, yeah, in oh. uh, that one, and then you know, even the album before Meta Modern Sounds, he covered a Nirvana song. He covered "In Bloom" by Nirvana and made it an absolute track. Like it is a legitimate contender for one of the best songs on that album. Right, uh, Sound and Fury was Sound the and album. Fury. I had to go look it up. I knew that was yeah. That's me. it. I appreciate you for looking right. it up. And uh, yeah, the uh, the Nirvana cover dropped on that Sailor's Guide to Earth. That was the one he he won a Grammy for. Actually. Yeah. It, and it that like, that's what kills me, man. You got a guy like that. He's out there pulling Grammys. I mean, and not getting any recognition in Nashville, but. You know, I didn't really mean to stray too far off topic and get on you know, oh. my idol. Or whatever. Oh, no, it's uh, all good. I mean, you got guys, right? You got guys like that out there, man, that, you know, not a lot of people know. I mean, they've gained a lot of traction in recent years. But overall, I really think the shape that, like, the country music industry in it is in is better than most people give it credit for. Exactly, because a lot of the music that is coming out of Nashville currently – is more of like, well, I like to say it's more of like a cookie cutter kind of sound. A lot of it's very similar. Right. And the only person that's really straying from that path is Luke Combs. Correct. I mean, and he's got a jam up team of songwriters, and I know he co writes a lot of stuff too. You got to oh, yes. give him credit there. So, me, me personally, I, I'm a big lyricist kind of guy. And uh, I love the way he puts a play on words and stuff a oh, lot yeah. of times. But, um, like, and I also, like, I genuinely love a guy who can get credit for writing, like, helping write his music or writing it in general. It just makes it oh, more authentic, sure. you know, instead of a, most of these guys who just got somebody pinning something for them and they're just like the poster <laughs> boy. George Wright. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me in that. Alan Jackson's the true king if we want to go down that road. But, you know, uh, I mean, I agree with you, but um, I do want people to come back and listen to the show more, so I'm not going to talk too much trash about George Strait. But <laughs> Yeah, I won't, I won't bash you too yeah. much. But, but uh, George Jones asked the question back in the day, who's going to fill their shoes? And a lot of these – a lot of the – you know, kind of more smaller, well, I wouldn't say smaller, but the ones that don't get enough play on the radio, you know, your Coulter Walls, your Tyler Childers, Sturgill, I mean, you've got a ton of real, uh, Cody Johnson, you know, you've got a lot of real heavy hitters that's just not getting the radio time that they deserve. Because you might have heard, you might have right. heard uh, All Yorn on a radio station here or there. I know it was on one of the NFL commercials. No, SEC commercials at one point in time. But, you know, it's just a lot of his other stuff, it's not out there. Like, he doesn't fit that current cookie-cutter standard that Nashville's putting out. Right. No, I 100% agree. I mean, uh, 
I think I think if I'm not mistaken, I think Feathered Indians engines, Feathered Indians got a, a little airplay for a little bit. But man, as good of a song that is, people really drove that one down into the dirt pretty quick. Once oh, for it got sure. Out there. Uh, thanks a lot. Yeah, shout TikTok. out TikTok for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Shout out TikTok for running some great music into the ground uh, sometimes. Uh, like Lady May. Like they, they really uh, I Lady can May still listen me. to Lady May. But uh, uh my favorite children's song yeah. as it sits oh, is probably Bottles and Bibles, but Lady May is a one that's highly up there. Shake the Frost from that live at the oh. Barn album, hands down. That's my Did my, you ever see the video of him at the party on the couch, like babyface Tyler Childers playing Shake the Frost when he first wrote it? Yeah, when he's like 17 yeah, that, or something I like wonder that. if that uh, girl sitting behind him on the couch on the laptop knew what was happening in front of her at that point in time. Oh, um, no way she knew. If she knew, she'd oh, been a absolutely. lot more into it. Uh, like the guy, um, well, another one that's doing real big things, going back, uh, revisiting Luke Combs, uh, Billy Strings, you know, they just dropped an, al- uh, an album, a song together. Luke Combs and Billy Strings did. Right, yeah, The Great the Divide. The Great Divide, yes. Yeah, is that, right. And it was supposed to be touching on like, uh, you know, like a lot of racial issues, stuff like that we've been yeah. having going on. So, I mean, it, it was kind of a cool it was a, kind of a cool come together. I mean, because it gives Billy Strings a face, I mean, in country music that he probably didn't have much of because he just put – he just did a song with probably the largest country star in the freaking oh, yeah. world there's, right now. There's nobody so, I mean, right now that's going to beat out Luke Combs on the radio, total streams probably. I mean, Luke Combs is at the top of the world. And for Billy Strings to be able to put together – that uh put together that track with Luke Combs on it. I feel like I mean he was already pretty popular because of the dust of uh, dust in a baggie. But I, I feel like his career from this point forward is just going to explode just that much more than what it already is. Right. He's definitely been put on notice now. So I mean I feel like I feel like people are gonna start digging and uh probably dig up a lot of his good Solid jams that have kind of been hidden. Those little gems that he's got. I mean, because I feel like, like you said, everybody knows Dustin yeah. Baggy, I feel like. But, you know, who am I to say? I'm just an old poor boy from South Alabama, so how am I supposed to know that, everybody else? That's knows I'm it? on the I'm <laughs> on the just the other side of the state the other side of the state from you. I'm North Alabama, you know, so what do I know? I know that the person who actually showed me the very first video of Dustin Baggy when he was on the couch was uh my stepdad actually showed that to me. He he nice. came and was like, Hey, have you have you heard of this Billy Strings kid? I'm like, no, nah, I can't say that I have. He said, Man, this boy's bad as hell. <laughs> uh, I said, Well you got a, you got a video <laughs> of him? Uh, he said, Yeah, I got it. I was gonna show it to you and he let me see it and kind of revisiting while I was talking about the Shake the Frost video, that dude that's clearly high out of his mind in the green shirt while while Billy Strings is just ripping this poor acoustic guitar to pieces. I wonder if he even remembers the yeah, night like... or if he realized what was going on in front of him. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. Right, Even if he did realize what was going on, he was blazed out of his uh, mind. Didn't dude, care at the time. <laughs> that man... 
That man had a <laughs> cigarette in his mouth the entire time and never lit it. Like, <laughs> like, I went back and watched the video, like, a couple days ago, and I noticed, like, he, at the beginning of the video, he pulls out a cigarette and has, was holding it in his hand for a good while, and then puts it in his mouth and just never lights it. <laughs> I like his style. That's when you know yeah. that it was too good. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, another... But, uh, yeah, oh, man, I mean... I, yeah, I was just gonna say, man. I mean, guys like that, they're, they'll they'll get their due. I mean, and I feel like thanks thanks to these um, platforms like your Twitters, TikTok, all that stuff. Because I mean, you have to remember, man. Luke Combs got popped yeah. off freaking. Bike. Yeah, that is that is right. So I mean, like, if people utilize these platforms, man, and I, I mean, shoot, look at Zach Bryan. Zach Bryan blew Zach up. Zach Bryan blew up what seemed like overnight. Pretty much. I mean, he dropped that uh condemned uh, yes. on Twitter. And then next thing you know, next thing you know, Whiskey Riff dropped an article on him and boom, he's like an like, overnight. I feel superstar. like it was a matter of like a couple of days when I was having to listen to his music on SoundCloud and then a couple of days later everything was available on Spotify. Like it was that fast of a rise that that he got. Right. That that man got uh that man got some recognition and he uh he he hit the recording studio aka I think he did a story time on it I, he like ran it out of house and they took mattresses and pillows and stuff and tried to soundproof the room as best as they could and just recorded oh crap, yeah which is oh yeah I awesome. love that that uh that unique element that it's got a distinct a very distinct sound to it but with the tone of music that he was playing uh on that specific album that we're talking about, it was, I mean, it fit like it, it, it was a perfect match. Oh, absolutely. It kept like the true rawness to it. It was almost um, like Tyler Childers is from like his, yeah, just a man album. and a guitar in a room. That... Pretty much. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm a fan, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited for that man to uh, finish up his stint in the Navy, where he can get pretty oh, active sure. on touring and stuff. I'm, but uh, yeah, man. No, go I, ahead. What was say? I was just gonna say, man. I, I mean, honestly, I, I'm just, I'm actually thoroughly impressed with where the country music industry is. After you know, I'd say the 2010s were fairly rough for country yeah, music. Yeah, honestly, that period of time and, was. Uh, super odd like I, I don't know if it was just the introduction of so much like pop music and stuff that was kind of spilling over into the uh like into the mainstream as much or you know a lot of country stations got bought out and went to a big pop station so i don't know if it was just you know they were fighting battle that they were losing or I don't know what the deal was there, but it was there for a period of time. It was a relatively dark time in, in Nashville. Dude, yeah, you saw the uh the turning of Luke Bryan. You got your Florida yeah. lines and all that stuff, and it was just like you were looking around. Yeah, like that was what? a period of time where it was like, you know, <laughs> the Sam Hunts, 
the Kane, the Kane Browns, you know, oh, all man. those guys just <sighs> like exploded overnight, and like in a matter of honestly, like a year or two, the whole the paradigm shift from what you could necessarily I feel like nineties country spanned the nineties and then part of the two thousands into two thousand five, two thousand and six. And then you had that paradigm shift. Right, yeah. Up, up until about the No, I was gonna say up until about the mid two thousands, you know, we we were swinging pretty good and then he like you said, like I feel like what you're about to say, you had that where it started tapering off towards what the Yeah, it was the the paradigm shift from like these, you know, these '90s country sounds. You know, you got your the the raw instruments. You know, you had always had those deep booming kick drums and soft hi hats and rich sounding guitars that moved into electronically made beats in a matter of a year or two. Right, and uh. I meant I meant to touch on this a minute ago. Uh, speaking of like really popular people, a man or actually two uh, groups that probably don't get much credit or enough credit: John yes. Hardy and Midland. Midland, Midland, and uh, and Hardy. Those they, yeah, they're very underrated. Well, I, I, well yeah, Hardy too, oh, but John Hardy. I apologize. I, I didn't mean to say John. But yeah, I mean no. Oh no, you're good. I mean, shoot Hardy too. I mean, I like the way he mixes in a little, a little rock in his. It's not quite as, and uh, that dude, that oh, dude's absolutely. a hell of a songwriter as well. Uh, I mean, the the man had a, and you know, the man had he, a he, huge hand in writing uh, Morgan Wallen's album Dangerous, and it sat at number one for seven weeks. Right, that's or something like that. Yeah, all the way up until more. Yeah, all the way up until Morgan decided to, you know, well, no, you know, it was still went on after. Uh, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that actually did. Actually, I want to say I saw a thing where they said the sales actually rocketed oh, a little after, bit after that. The, incident. After the incident in and, question, um, his sales just skyrocketed. And uh, I saw um, Jason Isbell actually popped in on Twitter and made a comment about like, hey. I get royalties off of Cover Me Up, so yeah, whatever, yeah. run it up. <laughs> I saw that. Do, which one do you do you prefer, uh, Jason Isbell's version of Cover Me Up or Morgan's? Come Be on, honest man. with me. Not a real question. Absolutely, ah. Isbell. I mean, that dude is that dude is the most beautifully like gifted oh. songwriter of our generation, man. That man can turn. Like coal oh, and the man. diamonds yeah. with anything. And that man has such Dude, a way with if words. If we were it's vampires, it's probably my favorite song. Oh, dude, that's exactly. Dude, that's oh, such a well-crafted song. Like you look at that title, you look at that title, and you're like, "Oh, this is dumb as shit." And then you listen to it, and you're like, "Oh, it is about genuinely right a work of art." Like that <laughs> like, whole song, all of his songs from front to back, from the opening seconds to the closing seconds, are just absolute like hang it in the loo like it's works of art <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh no absolutely i agree dude that man that man's got more talent in his pinky finger than probably oh, half the national and their whole bodies but 
And he's yeah, just he's chilling, just man. That, he's just doing his thing. Pop, pop. But um, the another, I mean, I don't know how we skipped over this, but when we were talking about the current state of country music and like the the giants that are out now, that's keeping everything tra- traditional. We never even brought up Chris Stapleton. Oh, dude, how, how, how bad? Shame on me. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, how dare you? Pop my you, hand. Huh? How dare you? Uh, no, nah, that dude, the, the tear boy. he has Ooh, been man. on since he, uh, you know, he got a pretty good bit of recognition with the steel, when he was with the steel drivers, I believe it was. And then, you know, he wrote. Right. A lot of songs, you know. He wrote uh, "Drink a Beer," that Luke Bryan does. Yeah, he wrote uh, "Never." That's what I was about to get to. Chesney. He actually made a statement. Yeah, he he actually made a statement that that bought him. Like, yeah, his first yeah, that's house what bought. Uh, that's what bought his first house was uh was uh "Never Wanted Nothing More" by Kenny Chesney. But um, no, dude, Chris Stapleton is just. I've said it from the beginning, and I'll say it until it happens. I want a gospel album from Chris Stapleton. Dude, I've never even really given that much thought. Dude, that would be – oh, man, that would well, be My grandmother, insane. her favorite song of all time is Broken Halos. And we were talking about it one day on a car ride. I think it was back from Walmart or something like that. I drove her to Walmart to get some groceries, and she said, that man – needs to release a gospel album. And I, I I had never put two and two together, but man, when she said that, it lit something under me. I want to hear a gospel album from Chris Stapleton. Dude, that's oh, it. Yeah. I'm starting to petition I'm going to do everything. I Hopefully, need that. <laughs> this podcast goes enough places where this will get out and he'll at least address it. But until then, I, I'm champion. I'm just, I'm just every gonna single day in it every day. Write this. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just gonna tweet it at him. But hey, man, gospel ASAP. Album. Let's like, go, now, man. Check it out, <laughs> dude. And th- when you put when you put that idea in my head, one of my favorite gospel songs of all oh, time yes. is "I'll Fly Away," and. I just got in my head imagining him singing that, and okay, dude, I would so be blown away. You said that, but I was I was thinking a little different way. Okay, my one of my all time favorites, and it going back to my grandmother. I had this uh, album on an old forty five on her old record player, and it was Randy Travis's Eight by Ten. I still have that record, and I want to hear Chris Stapleton's voice singing "Will the Circle Be Unbroken." Oh, like that, yes, yeah, that's a that's solid one. one right there. Like that's, uh... dude. His oh yeah, his range is unreal. I mean, this this dude. This dude did a song did with freaking Bruno Mars and uh, who else? Yeah, well, yeah, well, I th- well, you know, he did that "Blow My Mind" song with like Bruno yeah. Mars, and I think it was Timberlake on it too. And it was like an upbeat rock song. You and know like, that Chris Stapleton sang the song "Ratatouille," right? Like, 
you know that Chris Stapleton sang on a song for Ratatouille, right? The Disney movie. Right, you mean the, the Disney movie, like Ratatouille. Yeah. Man, I missed that somehow. I got to check this I out. I did not now. realize I know what I'm doing I was, tonight. You know, he dropped that new album. Oh. And um, I was going back and right. through his discography and everything, and I saw that he appeared on the Ratatouille soundtrack. And I was like, no way. So I think it was called Cheese Please or something like that. But no, Chris Stapleton, you could you can hear him in there. You could hear Chris <laughs> Stapleton on Ratatouille from Disney. Huh. Well, I'm about to have me a wild Friday night. We might we might uh pull up the Disney Plus and whip yeah, out the Ratatouille and see what we can on find. Disney. <laughs> but uh, no. <laughs> oh, also. Um, well, I was a thing I was going to bring up, you know, speaking of like, aside from like big stars and like some newer, like smaller guys getting a name for themselves, shout out to Yellowstone for tying in a lot of oh, newer absolutely. guys' music yeah, into shout, their soundtrack. First things first, shout out to Yellowstone, man. That that show was fantastic. For for first, dude, yeah, freaking probably the best show. It's going to be competing all. with Breaking Bad here soon. But. Like shout out to them for real. Oh, I for sure. in my mind it already is. It like I, I feel like this next season, this oh, next yeah, season's gonna sure. be intense. But let's not delve too much into that. We'll go on a little bit. So there was news come out um, <laughs> a couple days ago. Chris Stapleton, uh, you know, last year they announced the All American Roadshow tour. Um, it got canceled, unfo- canceled unfortunately due to COVID nineteen. But they have rescheduled the first three shows of it. Um, we got April 20th, 2022 in Toledo, uh, Ohio. We have uh, April 21st in Columbus, Ohio. And we got April 23rd, uh, 2022 in Lexington, Kentucky. And have you saw the lineup for the All-American Roadshow Tour? I've seen some of it. I mean, you you briefly spoke to me about it, but I haven't really paid much attention to it until now. But from what I've seen, man, I mean, we got Willie Nelson and stacked. Okay, that's that's a big hitter right there. Next down the list, we got Cheryl Crow. Yeah, shout out High Time. Shout out uh, the next. Like I said, the next one, another big hitter, Cheryl Crow. And then we got Yola. Haven't listened to a lot of her music, but I have heard a little bit. And the bit that I have heard is beautiful. And then uh, to wrap it up, we got Margot Price. That, that's, a, that's an that's, all-star cast. Yeah, that would, uh, I might have to go pay your buddy uh, Jackson Kelly a visit up there in Kentucky. And uh, absolutely, I was that strongly considering it as well. <laughs> We're gonna meet up at the Kelly residence, and <laughs> stay the night, and go to them. Go to the All American Roadshow tour. Yeah, yeah, we'll leave him at home though. Yeah, he's, just he's yeah. using for house. Move in and kick him out of his own house. <laughs> Listen, buddy, this is ours. <laughs> Right, yeah, Jackson. You can go anywhere, but you can't stay here. But it's my house. (laughs) No, don't worry about it. It's ours now. (laughs) Yeah. No, we're going to deep up that house. It's my house now. (laughs) 
<laughs> but uh, with the All American Roadshow tour, you know, there's more female country artists on it than you know most uh, roadshow tours are, are touring with. You know, they got three, and usually there's only one or two female country artists. Which you know leads me into my next question for you. You know, as far as female country stars, who who would be in your your Mount Rushmore of female country? Like who? I mean, it can. Is this like all well, time? Let's speak of. Uh, we'll we'll talk about modern right now, and then we'll delve into all time. Okay, more modern. I would probably go. Uh, I'd probably walk with yes, Casey's, like, uh, Casey's, Casey's great. Musgraves. Oh uh, uh, yeah, love her. Um, <laughs> wish she was single. I'd marry her right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah. um, um, Miranda Lambert. I mean, she's, oh yeah, very she's a very great talented songwriter. Very too. talented. Um. One that one that doesn't get talked about enough that I appreciate. Is, uh, uh, yeah, Ashley absolutely. McBride. That was uh, a point that I was going to make a little bit later. You just beat me to the punch. You know, she's very under the radar for how talented she is. Oh, absolutely, dude. And she's oh, had some freaking heavy hitters too. Uh, and that 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 song. Uh, little dive bar in the oh, Monica, dude. That song that's hits so that's hard, man. Absolute, it never gets old. That's a track right there. That is, that's perfection. But all right, so you want to hear how dumb I am? How many? How many faces? Do what? On Rushmore is it five? How many faces are on Mount Rushmore? Is it five? Why the hell you got to ask me something? I don't know. Why are you going to derail me like that? <laughs> you going to make me look bad? <laughs> Well, I mean, well, I'm just saying, dude, I'm having a stupid moment, and I can't remember, and I was, like, trying to figure out how many to list for a Rushmore, and then I'm just like, wait, oh, dude, yeah. how many I probably I should have looked that up. Asked, There's four. <laughs> I thought, that's what I thought. That was four. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sweet. So, I got one more. Um, <laughs> uh, well, in that case, I'd probably have to go, um, dang, I don't want to leave anybody off. But uh, I don't know, man. That fourth one's kind of tough. Those oh, first yeah, three are just sure. so easy. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I might just have to let you go. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll well, go ahead and run mine up as bit. far as modern country, as far as modern country goes. But I got this is in no particular order. We have Carrie Underwood first, first and foremost. Another very talented, probably one of the more talented female artists that's came out of country music in recent history. You know, she made a deep run into American Idol. I mean, she's, I mean, I I can't stand the song uh, Before He Cheats because I've heard it more times than I can count. But all of her other songs are just absolute works of art. <laughs> and, um, no, uh, the next one, we're going to have to, we're going to go with Miranda Lambert. You know, another, like you said, you know, stellar songwriter. Some of her songs don't really, eh, don't really hit with me well. But, you know, for sure, uh, 
for sure Miranda Lambert. And then uh, you can call me what you want on this one because this is very controversial. But Kelly Pickler. That but the red high. I forgot about her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. That's immediately what popped the, in my mind when her name The former out, Sonic car. Yeah, hot, she was. Kelly Pickler. I think sure so she's too. like, I, don't, I haven't heard of anything now. that she's done as far as country music wise. But that run that she went on uh, after she got the boot from American Idol was just unprecedented. Yeah, yeah. She, oh, yeah. She, she did go had on heavy three or four songs that was on heavy rotation in, in the, uh, the country music, uh, the radio world. And um, how many did I say? Three? Yeah, I said three so far. And yeah, you said three. number four right now, as far as my favorite, is she doesn't have a lot of music out as it sits, but I feel like the more her uh, portfolio and everything grows, the more that people's going to recognize and be able to appreciate the talent that she has is Cat uh, Hasty. Another. Absolutely okay. yeah, stellar songwriter. Yeah. All of her music that she has currently is that, uh, you know, callback to older uh, conversation that we had earlier in the episode is just that raw sound, just a girl and her guitar singing her heart out. Like, it's just, it's that music. It's the music that you feel, but not listen to. Yeah, it's the it's the right, or let yeah, me rephrase. The it's the music guy, that you you don't hear but you listen to. You know, the, there's that difference. I might have just completely butchered that saying, but I know what I'm trying to say, and it sounded good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, they'll they'll enough. understand it they, if they, they don't. I mean, I'm sorry. I I do what I can. I got that Northeast Alabama education. You know, it, it is what it is. Well, well, that's the that's for a, a different day. Hey, man, we won't dive into that, and I won't judge you, man, because <laughs> mine probably wasn't much better neither. Oh, man. But, you know, as far as that, I think um, I think that was a solid first episode. I think we're going to wrap this one up a tad bit short uh, just because uh, we don't have – we're not going to have an interview slot uh, available for probably the next two, the next two or three episodes. Uh, it's just going to kind of be the solo, the duo kind of deal for now until we uh, gain some traction. But um, so, yeah, that that's going to conclude, you know, what we have to say uh, this week. Uh, go ahead and uh, where they can where can they find you at on social media, Reed? Oh, man, you can find me on Twitter at R.D. Bowen. That's B.O.W.E.N. Um that's the only place you really need to follow me. Don't don't get all of my other personal <laughs> life because you don't want to know that guy. But uh, yeah, you can hit me up on Twitter. Uh, that's that's usually where I stay at. That's where I be at. That's my home. But uh, that sounds good. Yeah, uh, you can follow me. I'm uh, at the Barney Barnes. T h e b a r n e y b a r n e s on 
literally everything. So if you have that handle, you can find me on just about everything. Uh, as far as the official podcast Twitter account, uh, we are now on Twitter, and that's going to be at bent underscore radio. So at bent radio, uh, no space underscore. So um, with that being said, we're going to close out the show with a segment that we call New Music Minute. Um, it's where we take a small time country artist uh, that might not get a lot of uh, a lot of recognition, and we're going to play their music and try and get their name out there. Uh, this week we have an a, amazing artist and songwriter. Uh, he's one of those Tyler Childers esque like that that those lyrics that that hit you like they hit you like a ton of bricks like his lyrics are deep deep cutters but um this song is american dream by drayton farley uh we'll see you guys next week I'ma just keep watching. I think my heart's stopping. Nicotine fiend of a man. I was born this way. I'm a government slave, and I was raised on stolen land. And it's a hard of kind of life. Begging the ashtray for nickels and dimes. Writing these songs, trying to wrap my mind around.